Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me at the King Power Stadium for a, a busy afternoon of media duties is James the Sharp End Sharp. Hello, James. Hello, Robert. Um, we'll get on to Jamie Vardy and his V9 Academy yeah. in a minute because we just had the launch for that. But before that, Claude Puel was in to preview the FA Cup fourth round clash with Peterborough at London Road on Saturday. And there was some good team news this week. There was some positive team news. Yes, in the fact that... Robert Huth and Danny Simpson are both fit and available after injury and are more than likely to get some game time. Whether they start or not, we don't know, but they'll be part of the squad and may well get onto the pitch. Huth's been out for the whole season with ankle surgery over the summer and then a recurrence of a foot injury. He's back, Simpson, with a hamstring injury from before Christmas. Uh, he is back and available. So really good news for Leicester. And also, he's confirmed that Diabate is going to play some role in the afternoon as well. Yes, his Leicester, debut. Yes, Leicester's new signing, um, who, well, keeps saying has all the attributes to be a good, hopefully great Premier League footballer for Leicester City. Fans should get uh, the first sight of him uh, this weekend. They won't get this. They won't get a sight of. Um, Wes Morgan, uh, the Leicester captain, he is still on his way back from a hamstring injury. But there was some positive news about that, though, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, he's had, had, had a scan, and the scans come back with better news than what they thought, because at the beginning with they thought it was quite a, a bad one. But he's been in the gym recently, he's been cycling a lot, now he's running again, and now he's back using the balls, still only in the gym, not with the team, but... As Puel says, from where they, what they thought it was, it's good progress. I mean, they're going to have their work cut out to get back in the side as well, haven't they, with the performances of Amate and Dragovic whilst yeah. they've been absent. Yeah, I know. We spoke about this last week, mm. didn't we, in the, or earlier in the week in the podcast, in that there's five clean sheets in a row now, and it would be a big call for Puel to to make any changes or to bring in uh, Simpson or, or Huth. Uh, I know it's the FA Cup and they've got some big games coming up like Everton in midweek so he's going to look to rest a few players for that but when it comes to game after game after game it will be a big decision for Puel to, to leave out either Daniel Amate or Dragovic because they both perform really well but we're expecting uh, quite a number of changes as there were for the uh, the third round games against Fleetwood Town there was eight changes for those games from the side that played in the Premier League and uh, we're expecting the same especially with Everton away on Wednesday night it's a very quick turnover so I can't imagine Puel will be uh, fielding his strongest side at Peterborough no um, again you'll, you'll probably see a similar team to the one that faced Fleetwood Chance of well to use what is quite he's got quite a big squad now. Chance for him to use his squad. Um, likely to see the likes of Inacho again after his double against uh, Fleetwood in the replay. So another chance for him to impress and to show that Leicester are right to put their faith in him for the future. Uh, could see a bit of Harvey Barnes potentially. Um, and a chance for Adrian Silva to, to get some more game time under his belt. Um, to, to get him back up to speed. Well, I mentioned Vicente Abora will probably get a start because he uh, missed out completely last weekend against Watford, didn't he? He wasn't even on the bench. 
Adrian Silva, yeah, I agree. He's probably going to start in midfield as well. Um, Andy King might come onto the bench because he he needs a bit of game time as well at some stage because he's really sort of slipped away from the uh, the picture, the first team picture at the moment. And uh, Damari Gray, we imagine he'll be involved. Yeah. But Islam Slimani will probably start, and that brings us nicely well, around. See well, what I've done there. Yeah, I do. I was just going to say, I was going to say myself, it'll be interesting to see if Islam Slimani is involved because you'd suggest it's the kind of perfect game for the fringe well, he player. he played to, against Fleetwood, didn't he? Yeah, it's the perfect game for the, for the fringe player to participate in. But there are questions, of course, with recent <coughs> speculation over his future and potential loan moves to Monaco. Whether if he's not included, that will raise more questions about whether a move away from the club is close. Well, this is what we know about Slomani. There is a number of clubs interested in taking him. Monaco are one of them. They want to do a loan. Mm. Uh, Leicester City, a bit. they might prefer to do a permanent. And it might be they want to see some cash, some serious cash. Um, in their initial outlay, um, well, the, the initial fee was £29 million, but I don't think they've paid anywhere near that just yet. Um, with the special add-ons and that, that would have been involved in that deal. Um, so you're looking at anything north of £20 million. Uh, to tempt them now the only clubs I can imagine that would have tabled such an offer for Zamani would be Premier League sides now we understand Newcastle have expressed an interest as well but it's whether they stump up the cash now I, th- I can see this one going all the way down to the last day of the transfer window whether a deal uh, can be done with Slomani. So his future is very much in the air. So I, I agree with you. It's going to be very interesting to see if he starts on Saturday or if he's involved at all. And I think if he's not involved at all, then that might be an indication that something's imminent. Puel's just said there is nothing imminent. Yeah. But he has <coughs> but he has admitted there are possibilities. Yeah, I mean, he's been asked for the umpteenth time about Slomani, but especially now because the reports that are linking Slomani, there's more substance to them. So they, they, it seems that they're more... Um, not just believable but concrete and stuff could be happening so he was asked about that and again he said he said could he leave soon could he not leave soon I don't know I can't give you any information on that I don't talk about individuals as another yeah one. but but we will see and again he brought out the whole line again of, I, have too, I, I need more balance in my squad which is hinting at too many strikers and potential that some of them will leave and then we come back to Slomani again so like you said it it's probably going to rumble on quite a lot. Um, but not for too much longer because it shuts on Wednesday night, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it And I pure said that exactly. Now, other uh, players, City players, are attracting interest at the moment. Leonardo Joa and Ahmed Moussa. Uh, Moussa is certainly uh, a wanted man. There's a number of uh, clubs expressed an interest in him. There's been rumours today that CSK Moscow want to take him back on loan. Uh, well, again, we'll have to watch that one. I, th- I, I imagine City would rather again do a cash deal, and then the, the other one is Leonardo Ujoa. Now, there's a number of clubs lining up to take him. They potentially on loan because he signed that new deal last year. Um, Aston Villa are certainly one of them that want to uh, take him on loan. But again, I think this is one that we'll probably see uh, concluded on the final day of the window. I, I can't see the City rushing into anything there and again it'd be interesting to see if Leo makes a rare appearance in the FA Cup at the weekend yes I know what's, um, what's the, the joke that he's um, Vincente Bora's player liaison officer yeah um, yeah again it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he plays and a lot of Leo's future we understand doesn't it, it, it that kind of relates to whatever the future of Slomani will be and if Slomani stays then Joe could go but if Slomani goes and Ujo will stay that well possibly both could go now really I mean Inacho the way he's performed and started to develop his two goals at Fleetwood 
Um, there's a possibility that both now could move on and then be left with uh, Vardy, Shinji Okazaki, Iheanacho and, uh, and he's got a few other options as well in, in his forward line. He only plays with one out-and-out striker yeah. so that might certainly suit them. Yeah, very much so. Um, and obviously it all... We'll, all, we'll always wait and see as well if Riyad Mahrez will still be here because Boyle was asked for the... Yeah, let's talk about Riyadh because there was a. It, this is all sparked because of Instagram, wasn't it? There was a post on. Just explain to yeah. our listeners. So, for, for those um, technophobes out there, um, yeah, so Islam Slamani posted on Instagram uh, what, on what's called his story, where he posts pictures of what's going on in his life. Uh, a picture of the game between Arsenal and Chelsea in the Carabao Cup uh, semi final, second leg. He and Riyad Mahrez were in the stands at the Emirates to watch the game. Now, some media outlets have, and some Arsenal fans, have taken this to mean that, well, look, we've just got rid of Sanchez. I know we've got Mkhitaryan in, but Mahrez could also be on his way. Is this a sign that Riyad is going to become a gooner anytime soon? And Claude was asked about this uh, and said, no, I sent them there to make a report and they are good scouts. Now... Clearly, Paul is joking, but we also understand that there's nothing in this other than they're going it's, to watch games. It's another strange move, though, isn't it, from Mares? Considering what happened at the end of the transfer window and some of the moves in recent weeks, I mean, bleach blonding his hair and uh, changing his agent and, and doing unsolicited interviews, to go to watch Arsenal, the club that he's been linked with the most in the transfer window, the one that he's admitted to having conversations with in the summer. The club that has admitted to being an interest in him, to go and watch them live and be pictured in the crowd, I just find very, very strange when we're just like four or five days away from the transfer window. Yeah. You, you, or you could say you'd like to think that Riyadh is so nonplussed about the whole situation that that train of thought didn't even crop up in his mind. He just loved to play foot, watch football and wants to go and watch football and... Want to go and go to watch a match, or the cynic—that's me—could <laughs> say, "Yeah, it's not the wisest move. It's not the wisest move, and it probably isn't the wisest move." But it's certainly not going to uh, dampen any of the speculation, is it? No, of course it's not. Um, as Puel said, he's for most of the window, he seemed quite chirpy when he's been asked about the, the questions of, about the future of all his players, and especially Mares. He's laughed it off and said, "Well." I'm quite enjoying this because it shows that we're doing a good job and it shows that we've got good players. Even now, it looks like even Claude's patience is waning when he said, at the end of January, I'll be a happy man because it's the same question all the time and it's the same answer all the time. You're right, Riyadh's actions won't make the questions go away, um, but... I don't you're you're going to give him the benefit I'll, of that. Yeah, I will do. I mean, you, I'll let you play devil's advocate. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be the blue-eyed Leicester fan that doesn't want to think I about still think, I still think the end of the transfer window, he'll still be at Leicester. So do I. I think his future will be decided next summer. Um, but it's, it's an interesting game on Saturday, isn't it? The fourth round of the FA Cup, Peterborough. Yeah. Now, in the fir- third round, Jamie Vardy came up against his former club. Yeah. Now, in the fourth round, he's coming up against one of his graduates of his very own V9 Academy, Alex Penny, yeah. Peterborough defender who's now fit and could feature against the man who's inspired him to climb out of non-league at Nuneaton to uh, test his skills at League One level. That's uh, another little plot twist, isn't it? You might it? as well just call it the Jamie Vardy Cup this year. Because <laughs> every, every line of the whole 
romance of the FA Cup seems to be related to Jamie Vardy and his story. We've just sat through a press conference where they are relaunching it for the second year because they had... The first year was a success. They got four players through. 2,000 applicants. 2,000 applicants. Um, and then after that was whittled down to a certain number that went to uh, the Etihad training campus for a, a, a training week where loads of scouts went to. And out of that, their target was four professional players. And they've, they've got four through. One of them... We've got five now. They've just confirmed, yes, haven't they? they've got a fifth, yeah. fifth one joining up um, with the Scottish club. Yeah. So it's been a success. And... VAR, they're doing it again for a second year because they want to do the same and Vardy's very passionate about it and listening to him speaking there he's clearly, he is passionate about this because it's Vardy's story isn't it the whole being let go from your club and battling through adversity and becoming a Premier League winner in England International but it's a great story that he's going up against um, his graduate um, academy graduate and they've been having some jokes on the stage. Yeah, Alex they? has been here as well. Alex Penny's come up from Peterborough to, to join Vardy at this press conference. He today. says he's quicker than Vardy. Yeah, well, uh, he says he's going to kick him in the air in the first five minutes. But They said they were going to swap shirts. And yeah, Vardy, Vardy said he, he hopes that he'll frame it and not use it as bog roll. <laughs> so they were, they're clearly in, in good spirits. And yeah. it's, a, it's a huge thing for Vardy because they were talking on the stage about how they were short of a sponsor and they thought they weren't going to be able to do it for this year. But we're going to have to delay it for another year but Vardy and his wife Becky have stumped up their own cash to kind of sponsor to, to make this thing work because he's so passionate for him and it's great isn't it it's great for Vardy and it's great for well you can say how much it means to him but you can also say how much it means to those lads as well I mean Alex said there when he was asked uh, football was your plan A what was your plan B if it didn't work and he said well my my if plan A didn't work I just improved plan A yeah, plan there was no plan B so that's how driven and focused he is to be a professional and it's through the V9 Academy that he's been given his opportunity yeah he said that and he, he said he's been, he's been really um, complimentary about it and why wouldn't you be it's been he says it, what, what it gives you is it puts you in front of a huge number of scouts that perhaps wouldn't come to see you normally don't know who you are don't know what your background is it's a chance for them to see your attitude and to meet you and see what you're like as as characters and help you develop and Vardy's always maintained that while he might be be this poster boy for the non-league story Vardy's always maintained that he's no way near the only one who could make it and he believes vehemently that there are loads and loads and loads of players who could make it as long as they're given the chance the Vardy route as it's been uh, well exactly they mentioned it there didn't it and now Alex said it he said that when people talk about players coming through non-league you're automatically described as the Vardy route and that just shows the impact that Vardy's the, the impact that Vardy's had not just for himself and his own career but being seen as Alex said, he, he now looks at it and thinks well Vardy if if Jamie can do it, there's no reason why I can't do it. Mm. And that spreads then throughout all of non-league. Well, I think a lot of lads share that um, that uh, point of view. And they're all all the clubs are looking for the next Jamie Vardy, aren't they? I mean, Danny Newton is another one of the graduates. Um, 
taken from my hometown club, uh, Tamworth, taken to Stevenage, and he's scoring goals for fun at Stevenage, and there's even whispers of a move up further up the uh, the, the, the the tree, so to speak, so uh, into yeah, a higher league. QPR, right? He's been linked with QPR, so um, I mean, that's a, that'd be an amazing story as well. I mean, he's a live wire striker, constantly running, lots of pace. Uh, similar to Jamie Vardy, reminds me of somebody, but uh, and he scores goals as well. So, you know, it's obviously bearing fruit. This academy, and you'd think that um, there's no upper age limit, Rob. So no, I know it's not. I can get my application in, even though I'm 45 and about three stone overweight. It doesn't matter. Um, but you'd think that other clubs would get really get involved in this, and they, they did voice some, uh, some some concerns from other clubs who worried about their players going there and getting injured. Um, but it's a great opportunity for these get lads, yeah. and that's why they're showcasing their skills at this level. Yeah, you can. They're the the guys that run the academy, not Barley, the, the the coaches and people that run it. Admitted, they said, "Yeah, look, we can understand that clubs perhaps don't want to get their their star players go there, and then they don't get a deal, but they get injured, and then that can be difficult for them." But it's also seen. So Jamie Vardy sold from Fleetwood for a million pounds. That million pounds has helped Fleetwood develop and become an established League One club now. And as, as Vardy was saying, those transfer fees that lower league clubs or non-league clubs get for their promising players, that then goes back into the club and it helps them either A, stay alive, or B, develop and get further at the pyramid. So these opportunities are not only brilliant or... Um, crucial for the players themselves. It's also crucial for the clubs because they need the money from their star players to keep themselves going. Yeah. So it's uh, all positive on that front. Vardy's got a game to focus on. Whether both of them actually play. I know. I I mean, I imagine Jamie Vardy will start on the bench if he's involved at all. And um, Alex has been uh, injured for a while. He's just come back and he's been on a new sub for a couple of games. So they might not feature at all. But uh, still, it's a a nice story to tell about this game. And uh, it's going to be an interesting game as well because I imagine it's going to be a real tough one for City as the Fleetwood tie was at... uh, at the Highbury Stadium, this one, London Stadium, similar sort of surroundings, similar sort of pitch uh, surface, I imagine, similar sort of standards, so uh, be interesting. Yeah, it will. Um, there will be no push off any means. They've got they're, they've got some good players, Puel was naming them, and they've got a striker called Marriott who's banged in 24 goals already this season, so he's in fine form. And so. they played ever so well at Villa as well. Didn't yeah, they? he scored well. two against Villa, so there's no... It's not like Leicester can just rock up and turn them over. I think... And then look at that first game against Fleetwood and how a lot of the players, I've mentioned Adrian Silva's introduction to English football, a lot of the players are not going to be overly used to that. And if they are complacent or not switched on and not up for it, these are the kind of games there you will get turned over if you're not careful. So Leicester have got to, have got to take it seriously. I think they will. And... If their players, if the players perform to the level they can, they should they should be into the next round. Well, join us on the Mercury website on the match day. James will be running a uh, live blog throughout the uh, uh, after wait an early kickoff, and uh, we'll also have all the build up stories on our Mercury website and on our Facebook page as well. Don't forget beer52.com. I forgot to mention them at the top of the sh- shop there. Uh, free beers from around the world. All you got to do is pay for posting and packing. Go to the website beer52.com and use the tag time the tag word Leicester to register. Thanks for joining us. We'll join you next time.